0: This episode of Policing Matters is brought to you by L3Harris. Carry confidence with you. L3Harris provides ultra-reliable portables and mobiles that are designed by and for those on the front lines. Learn more at L3Harris.com. You are listening to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Hey, welcome back. You know, on the show... In 2022, we talked an awful lot about officer wellness, we've had therapists, we've had fitness people, and I want to talk about that today because we've got two great guests who presented at the IACP conference in 2022, and their uh, presentation was titled, A Small Agency's Guide to Techniques. For reducing and managing officer injuries. Now, that sounds great and it's a win win because not only does it keep the officer well and fit, but it keeps them on the job in a radio car and not sitting on the bench or the injured reserve. Well, not every agency has the luxury or the resources to do what's best. Our guest today may have solutions for large or smaller agencies with an emphasis on prevention, maintenance, and efficiency. Benjamin Bliven has served as the Chief of Police of Wausau Wausau Police Department since 2018. He has served in law enforcement since 1999. Chief Bliven earned a bachelor's degree in criminal justice from uw Auclair and a master's degree from the human resources training and development from Seton Hall University. He's the graduate of the 268th session of the FBI National Academy and the 235th. 51st session of the Northwestern School of Police Staff and Command.
1: Welcome, Chief Bliven. It's my pleasure to be here. I, you said you would get that you wrong. It's Wausau, not Wasu, but it's all- Wasa.
0: you know, I practiced that too. Son of a gun. Well, welcome, and I can't wait to hear about uh, the program. Tracy Toffiner, Director of Industrial Medicine and Wellness with Advanced Physical Therapy and Sports Medicine, has worked with law enforcement, fire, and EMS agencies since 2010. She holds a bachelor's degree in athletic training and strength conditioning from the University of Wisconsin at Oshkosh. She is passionate about trauma and is additionally certified in trauma-informed weightlifting peer support, and crisis intervention. She provides agencies with a proactive approach to wellness and injury prevention. And she is also a veteran of the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Hey, welcome to the show, Tracy Toffner. Thank you, Jim. Happy to be here. And thank you for your service. Now, you both spoke, you presented at IACP, and you talked about this Uh, program that you have. I want to hear about your goals and and how you came about um, starting it all together.
2: Well, getting the opportunity to speak at IACP was quite amazing. Um, We got to connect with a lot of different groups, small and large, and really share our story and our approach to um, officer safety and wellness. And so our journey really began about two and a half years ago um, with um, chief kind of getting a presentation in front of common council and TFC and going through all the appropriate approval process and I don't know Ben you want to say a little bit more you know from that perspective on your part?
1: Yeah absolutely um, you know so when I became chief in 2018 and one of the priorities uh, for me as chief of our agency um, is wellness of our staff you know I, I believe really strongly we hire really great people who are really great at solving problems and uh, communicating well with people. And so if we do officer wellness right, and we keep them healthy, physically, healthy, mentally, emotionally, and I I would say even financially, um, you know, that keep their stress levels down, they're going to do outstanding things in our community. And so Um, You know, one of those initiatives is, is this physical therapy athletic trainer that Tracy brings, um, you know, every week to our police department, Uh, our fire department, uh, which is in in an adjoining building uh, of the police department had started working with Tracy uh, prior to uh, the police department doing that. And Tracy brings experience from other law enforcement agencies and working in the same capacity. Uh, so, you know, we heard a lot of great things about Tracy and Advanced Physical Therapy Associates that she works for. And so uh, we, we talked with Tracy and we found out, okay, how much is this going to cost us? Now, to <laughs> give context to the listeners, uh, the city of Wausau, Wisconsin, is, is, has a population of about 40,000 people. We have 79 sworn staff and about another dozen uh, non-sworn staff. And so, you know, our, our annual budget's about $11 million. And we had to figure out, okay, out of that money, how are we going to pay for Tracy's services? And so that's what she was mentioning in regards to going through city council and jumping through those hoops to figure out, okay, can, can we figure out how to pay for this? Because if we can, we're going to, we're going to see downstream benefits financially from the program, which we can certainly talk about in this, uh, um, in this podcast. So that's kind of the, the genesis of it. Uh, you know, once, once we got in front of the city council, um. They found the money for us to be able to, uh, to hire Tracy and her team, um, her company, to be able to, to provide the service to our staff. And it's paid big dividends for our department in terms of um, lost time. You know, We have less people out on sick leave. When people get injured at work or off-duty, uh, you know, they're able to come in, work with Tracy and uh, get back to work faster, which, of course, saves us money in the long run on, uh, you know, backfilling patrol shifts uh, with overtime and, and that kind of thing. So um, it's been a great program. And uh, I would say that, you know, Tracy's a key component of that program. If it's uh, somebody who isn't Tracy, it, it probably isn't going to work quite as well. But uh,
0: You're too he, kind, he Chief. Gonna My goodness.
1: I going to say that and toot her own horn, but uh, <laughs> I'm on her behalf.
0: No, absolutely. Actually, when Tracy sent in her bio, I noticed there was an omission and that was that she was just uh, given an award by you recently, Chief. What was that for?
1: Yeah, so uh, we had our annual abor- awards banquet actually it was just last week. One of the awards we give out is um, the, the support staff uh, employee of the year. And so Tracy's not our employee, but she was, uh, she was nominated by our staff uh, to receive this recognition and voted on by our staff to receive the recognition because of the work that she does every week. She comes into the police department and uh, she's always available by text and by phone, um, you know, and, and uh, she just does a fantastic job and makes our department better and healthier. And uh, she's a, she's a key, key component of, you know, us accomplishing our, our mission and vision.
0: Yeah. And Tracy, you probably wear a lot of hats, not only with, uh, the physical fitness and nutrition, and uh, also with uh, off-duty um, regimens, um, finances, and things like that. What were your biggest challenges uh, in, in developing the program?
2: Well, specifically with wassa Police Department, I have to say I appreciate all the kind words, Chief, but really this program is successful because of you and your leadership team. So typically when programs like this get started, and so just to give you, again, a little perspective, Advanced Physical Therapy is a Wisconsin-based company. And so we work with um, agencies, large and small, um, for the most part. I personally work with five different agencies doing services similar to what I do for the Wausau Police Department. And so coming in, um, you know, 13 years ago when I got started um, in Stevens Point, so little neighbor of ours here, it was kind of a slow rolling program. And I usually I'm accustomed to coming in agencies and saying, okay, chief, give me about six months to a year till the program really gets up and growing and we get some traction and, you know, start to actually see some return on that investment that you're making. But it takes time, right? We need some buy-in, we need some support. And, you know, though, I love my law enforcement officers, you guys are a hard group to crack into if you're not law enforcement. And so, to get the trust and instilled right away um, really comes from the top. And so again, from a perspective, used to coming in and like twiddling my thumbs for six months, finding work, making work, whatever it may be. And I started at Wausau Police Department and on day one, I had a full schedule. That is pretty much unheard of. I see a patient every 30 minutes. Um, I'm there seven hours a week hopefully increasing this next year because we have such a high demand. Of needs. Um, and then the services are everything that you can think of that an athletic trainer would provide, like they do for a sports team. And we'll, I'll probably use that sports team analogy quite a few times in our discussion today. But um, I evaluate injuries, um, I do um, rehabilitation of them if they need help getting to physicians. We have connected with local physicians who have promised to see um, our officers and our and sorry, our firefighters, you know, um, within 24 to 48 hours. And then we do all the wellness things as well, right? We do the strength and conditioning, um, the, the health and wellness, nutrition, um, and then really more recently, connecting with our mental health counselor, Holly, Um, and doing some um, processing of trauma um, work with her has been pretty incredible. And and honestly, I think we're ahead of our times when it comes to the type of work that we're really doing here. And so I have to, again, I have to really commend Ben on this because I'm used to just getting going and he just, I mean, right away, (laughs) we're just diving right in. I was like, all right, here we go, let's go. And so now that we're two years in, we have really had the opportunity to start to further develop programs um, within the department, now that we've gotten in front of all of the little aches and pains that had kind of bothered people, now we're doing more reactive care, more preventative programs, and then really hit the strength and conditioning about um, midway through last year, um, like end of second quarter, we started to hit the strength and conditioning um, programming really hard in the department. And, you know, to date, um, on, and I don't have hard numbers in front of me, unfortunately, I didn't bring them with, but we're generating about a four to one, almost a five to one ROI for the services that they pay for. And again, it's minimal, we're a small agency. And so what we're able to accomplish can be pretty extraordinary um, for the size that we actually are.
0: Yeah, that's interesting that, that you bring up the um, the data. I was gonna ask you about that. And Chief, you said that uh, it was a pretty easy sell to your, your uh, council because Fire already had it, but uh, they're going to want to see some of the return on investment. What kind of data did you use, or are you doing? Um, are you expected to bring a an annual report to show of hours
1: lost, hours gained, things like that? Yeah, Tracy brings. Um, I think we just scheduled our annual meeting with her, uh, which is going to be in a couple of weeks, and you know, so she's she'll bring data about how many how many people she saw. Um, you know whether they were work comp injuries, off duty injuries, um, whether or not she's you know doing any of the other work, uh, you know teaching them, giving them weightlifting schedules and regimens, you know how she's working with them, and, uh, and you know her company will will develop what that ROI is, um, and so we can we can look at that. When you know when we first went to this program, um, there it was again. It was helpful that we had. Um, the fire department and and we actually could look at police data from other agencies that Tracy worked with um to say to see what their ROI was on the program and we could present that to the committee. And I think these programs are starting to become more popular. So any agency looking to start a program like this, uh, we would certainly be w- interested in sharing whatever data we can to help support that if they wanted to reach out to to me. Um, But I'm sure there are agencies in most states that are doing this work and um, they probably have some of that data so that, you know, when you're in front of your council, you can't just, you don't have to just say, I think it's gonna save us money because it's a good program, but they can, they can have hard data in front of them to, to give to a city council member that's gonna um, allocate funds. And, and, I, and I think that's really important. So, um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that, that is super helpful, even in the ongoing program is, uh, you know, we, we now have, you know, and Tracy can speak better to the specific cases that are, you know, make the return on investment obvious. And uh, you know, so I would give her a chance if she wants to talk about um, you know one or two of those. Uh, we could we could certainly do that. I think there's value in that.
2: So. I think I might add on to your data um, data piece as well, um, and, and morally as an education tool for agencies that are either currently working with the provider or are starting to get starting to develop their program. Right, um, but when you draw yourself into data, I think there's some main points that you want to look at to, to ensure that your program's being successful. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, I've had the opportunity to mentor 12 different people um, that have started tactical programs, very similar to what we do at ADVANCE. And out of the 12, six of them did not make it within the first year. They did not make it past the first year. Now there's a lot of varying reasons to that, but data is one of them. And so when you look at your data, um, again, regardless of your agency size, you should be looking at your OSHA log. You know, how many injuries do you have on your OSHA log? You should be looking at your workers' comp, specifically your sprains and strains. That is the biggest area of impact in most agencies um, when you're looking at how many injuries and the costs of those injuries um, are pretty substantial. Or again, what those numbers look like, you see a pretty substantial return on those numbers decreasing within the first year, or minimum within the first three years um, of the program's existence, and then. The other aspect that you want to look at, which Chief alluded to was the days lost. So with your officers, how long are they out for an injury? Um, We hear the stories all the time and I have several examples I can share from WASA and other agencies, but certain injuries should not linger. Okay, and the reason why they're lingering is because they have an inappropriate plan of care. And so that onsite provider should be able to advocate um, or even, you know, progress that rehabilitation. So that way, um, it's more regular, it's more frequent, and then hopefully, again, they return to work sooner. So I think those would be the three things that I would make sure that I'm looking at before I even get started, and that I'm tracking from year to year, to ensure that my program actually being successful and generating that return on investment, um, that we you know, all hope out that we're gonna, we're gonna see. And again, one to four or six or one to six. So for every dollar you spend, you should see about $6 back in your pocket if the program is running successfully.
0: Yeah, that's great. And it's in your title, physical therapy. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that you're big in the rehab process as well. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Rehab, you know, again, I I talked earlier on this, this, um, this athletic model, right, that we're trying to bring to the tactical population, even some refer, to police officers as tactical athletes. So I'm going to give my NFL model, and I I say it all the time, but it's really the way we have to think about it. So here in Wisconsin, we've got Aaron Rodgers, right? Though he did not perform his best on the last game. We
1: have him at least for now. (laughs) For now, (laughs) now, we have him.
2: But if you remember a couple of years ago, he had a shoulder injury that was surgical. And so when Aaron gets injured, he sees his athletic trainer, that's us, um, right away, he sees his physical therapist right away. He sees his physician that day, I promise you, it's pretty much that day, Dr. Pat McKenzie. And if he needs surgery or he needs you know, an MRI, I mean, he's getting it done immediately. When he is done and he goes through his surgery and he came back, okay, there's that rehabilitation that he gets. He's doing rehab every single day. You know, someone is ensuring that he is getting what he needs done. And then before he steps back on that playing field for the next Sunday's game, he's being tested. Can he throw a ball? Can he take a hit? Okay. So if we're thinking about our tactical population, our officers as tactical athletes, we should be mimicking a very similar model um, to what I just um, just described to you. And so we are doing those sort of things um, here at WASA Police Department, really trying to progress the system. And again, my personal opinion is that you as officers deserve this type of treatment for what you do for all of us and for our community. And so we are so grateful. And so um, with that, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for programs that are currently in existence. If you're listening to this podcast or again, getting started to think of that model in your head and how you can mimic that. Even an agency as small as WASA.
0: Mm-hmm. and you're, when you talk about um, you know the data and showing getting officers back to work quickly and prevention of injuries, prevention's really tough to prove. And if you have you know everybody working and nobody off uh, injured, um, at some point your your stats are going to go down on injured, and you're going to have a tougher time each year to prove that you're preventing injuries, right? What's your What's your strategy there?
2: Well, the good news is I've been in this a long time. <laughs> 13 years is a long time. And so one of the agencies that I previously mentioned is the agency that I've been at for the longest. And you are right, we do see a plateau of that injury um, amount for the workers' comp um, begin to come down and it is going to plateau out at some at some point. Getting rid of injuries altogether isn't possible. I'd like to believe that there is. I'm a rainbows and unicorn kind of person, Um, but it's just, it's not going to happen, right? You're out there, you're on the line, you're going to get injured. Um, it, It happens. And so reducing the cost associated is the part that I think, even though it may start to plateau, it's how much of a cost are you willing to accept for a particular injury, right? Where is that threshold that everybody is comfortable with? And so when all our agencies are taking on, you know, a quarter of a mil or a million dollars worth of injuries in their officers, you know, I go back and I look at the rehab, I look at the access, okay? And at WASA PD, we had exactly a, a great example that I can share with you where one of our officers was injured in the line of duty. He sustained an ACL injury. And I got a phone call from him and he says, Hey, I got injured, you know, chief said, you can help me. And you know, what can you do for me? I don't see doctor until such and such date. My surgery is scheduled like eight weeks from now. And I'm like, not for my people. So gave him a call, talked to his physician, explained what we are doing. He happened to be working with a physician that was in our network of partners, okay. Talked to the physician, identified that he was part of our team and they pushed that surgery up six weeks. Okay, so that's six weeks of overtime that we didn't need to pay for. Okay, just overtime alone in those six weeks pays for over half of what it costs for me to be there. Okay. Nice. Now, we, now we talk about rehab. And we talk about all the other great things that come down the line. Um, there is so much more of a savings that can be there. So, though we may not be able to prevent injuries a hundred percent. We can certainly have a large impact on controlling the costs associated with the rehabilitation and I think the access to care
1: in my opinion. And I think too like you know if we're going to have this program uh, and have some longevity to the program we will have data year over year and you know I was just looking at our work comp numbers injuries and payouts uh, for, for 2022 and you know, there is, there is a trend, it's a downward trend from when we started with Tracy. And so we're reducing those injuries. And, and so that just, just tracking the number of injuries and the payouts, like, like Tracy said, we're always going to have injuries. Uh, You know, one of the, you know, it's slips, trips and falls is one of the major uh, things that we get, you know, we see where comp claims on, but then, you know, we, we arrest bad guys and bad guys fight with us. Right. And Certainly that's going to cause injuries too. And that's, that's the number two thing. So, um, we, we can't necessarily, um, anticipate a reduction in bad guys. Um, but we can, we can analyze those things and we can figure okay, what equipment can we provide to, to avoid these slips, trips and falls. We're in Wisconsin. It's snowy outside. It was icy this morning, so you know we 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 issue yak tracks and and those types of things to every officer. We expect them to wear them. You know we we teach them how to walk on ice. I mean that sounds ridiculous to somebody from the south, probably, but we certainly do that. So as we and I and I say we Tracy's the expert in 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 now al- analyzing this information and saying, okay, here's the injuries that we had. Here's where we need to work on this year so that. We can reduce the number of injuries you guys are having, but, you know, me, me as a police chief, or when I was the patrol captain and oversaw all of our patrol officers, you know, I don't necessarily have time to sit down and look and evaluate that and figure out what is our plan of action to reduce these injuries. Maybe I should have time. Maybe I should make time for it. But when you have somebody that is here helping you analyze that stuff, who's an expert in their field it, it just helps you become better in the long term. So you should see that downward trajectory of, of injuries and, um, have, have better, better training and equipment in place to, to head those, those injuries off. And, and maybe it's a good time to talk about our, you know, your weightlifting program, Tracy, and some of the benefits you've seen from that, uh, because that, that definitely, um, has helped us, I think, reduce the number of injuries just because our team is stronger overall. Hmm.
0: I want to get into that, but first I'd like to take a a moment and thank our sponsor. When seconds matter, count on dependable coverage on and off campus. L3Harris offers flexible and affordable portables. Communicate on the move with Wi-Fi voice and data, GPS, and app-based devices that keep you connected. Schedule your demo today. Learn more at L3Harris.com. And we're back, and I'm speaking with Chief Benjamin Bliven and Director Tracy Toffner, and they are talking about a small agency's guide to techniques for reducing and managing officer injuries. And I wanted to uh, ask about the feedback or um, what the officers are saying. Uh, They think it's a great idea or not. I want to talk about Tracy's program, you know, in the description, she threw me off with the uh, trauma-informed weightlifting. And I've always considered those two separate issues, but <laughs> Tracy, tell us how are the officers reacting and, and, and tell us about the, the weightlifting program.
2: All right. So, I mean, overall, I think the culture of Wausau Police Department is very proactive, right? We have a great group of men and women that are very committed to what they're doing. And that commitment drives all the way down into their personal health. And with the personal health aspects of it, um, as I stated earlier, we had the opportunity to kind of start into some programming this last year, because we really hit the ground running with mitigating, you know, injuries, whether they were work related or non work related or chronic um, in the beginning. And so we launched what we call our strength study. And that kicked off last year. And we had quite a few of the men and women participate um, in the strength study, which consisted, And again, this is a very easy program. So for the listeners that are looking to do something, um, you can partner with a local athletic trainer or clinic, or again, maybe you have somebody within your own team that is interested in taking on this project. But How this program basically worked is we did a functional movement screen, so an FMS um, on all of the men and women that participated. And then we took them through a five rep max um, strength or strength testing. And so we tested them in back squat, in bench press, in overhead press, in pull-ups, and in the deadlift category. Now, if somebody didn't feel particularly comfortable with one of those lifts, then we would do some training. We would get them, we would really max them out. We just say, okay, today we're just gonna practice the form, right? To get them comfortable with it. But I think we could, you know, comfortably admit as officers that, you know, or my officers would comfortably admit that those are all. Types of movements that they perform as part of their job, right? The deadlift is when they're picking something or somebody up off of the ground, right? The squat, maybe not so much, you know, maybe maybe not as not as job specific. Um, the pull-ups, you know, having to pull themselves up on something, or even the overhead press when they have to push something away or push someone away, um, and then the bench press also, and that that push aspect of it, making sure they have proper upper bodies. And so once individuals went through that, those testing pieces, then they were given a customized program to help them um, in increasing their strength. Um, I used a general um, strength training progression. You know, I had them train um, and periodize them um, throughout their program. They're training at about 70 to 85, 90% of their one rep max as the weeks progressed on. But after six weeks, something pretty incredible happened. So everybody that went through the program increased their strength. They increased their confidence in doing strength training, okay? They increased their desire to do health and wellness. Throughout those six weeks, there were several people that reached out and we addressed things like sleep and mental health and nutrition and relationships and family and, and all those sort of conversations come out of a program like this. And so it was really an opportunity for us to set a standard or at least set an expectation when it came to strength and then allow people to carry that on. Many of the participants at that point in time decided to perform their, continue on with their own programs because they felt like they knew what they needed to do. Um, some of them went back into the study. Um, I had one individual who is st- still in the study today It's been over a year that he's been in the program. Um, And then the other cool thing that kind of came out of this was the ability to form relationships. And again, continue to address physical ailments that someone may have. So that FMS tool is probably one of my more favorite tools. um, And I use it quite often, not giving away trade secrets here, but it's a good tool to easily identify where somebody has mobility and stability issues. And so for someone that may not have come seeing me for a shoulder pain yet, it was identified in that FMS. And then I could get proactive. So again, we talk about preventive programs. I could be proactive with trying to increase that person's strength with a rehab program kind of on the side to their strength program. And so that allows us to, again, get in front of injuries, keep the small things small, um, which is really kind of the, the model that we, we like to say with a program like this. Um, as much as we can keep them small, we're gonna keep them small. So it doesn't inspire a lot of concern. We have to dive down that, you know, massive healthcare, medical, you know, rabbit hole. So it's a pretty yeah. fun program for the most part. And it's still running today. And we're looking forward to getting another batch done, um, hopefully in the upcoming month here.
0: Great. And Chief, what's, what's the feedback from the officers?
1: Uh, I mean, I could keep that pretty short and sweet. It, <laughs> and that is, I think if we... Didn't have the funding for this program, there'd be a mutiny within our department. Um, <laughs> and, and and I, and I say that a little bit in jest, but it's it's really true. Um, you know, there are so many officers who, ha, uh, you know, see Tracy just for maintenance care. Uh, you know, they have some kind of chronic issue, and so once a month or a couple of times a month, they make a thirty-minute appointment and they have, you know, they have Tracy work on those issues, and Tracy can give them, you know, hey do these exercises, you know, or you're, you're, you're weakening here, you know, that's a, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, you know, but, but these officers who have, you know, the officer with the ACL injury um, you know, we had another officer with a hamstring tear um, uh, on his off duty time and uh, you know, the, the care with which she's able to um, to treat them and to connect them to, to medical resources is just incredible. And so just from a quality of life issue, you know, you know, officers aren't just officers, they're people, they're family members, they've got spouses and kids at home. And so when you've got an ACL tear, or you have, you know, a hamstring tear, like that impacts your whole life, and it impacts your family. And so to be able to get them back to work is important, of course. Um, But it's also important to their families that they can get back to their regular um, and enjoyable activities, they can take care of their kids and and those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. And so to be able to give that to to our team is just, uh, it's, it's really priceless. I think Um, it's uh, it's just a great program. And, you know, one of the things that really over the years um, as chief has frustrated me with our work comp is, you know, we have an officer, for example, tears his ACL and okay, well, go, go see your doctor. We'll, we'll get you a, a medical appointment. They do all the scanning and blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, okay, but I can't get another appointment for a month and I still haven't had the surgery. Well, they know it's an ACL tear. Why is it taking so long to get the surgery? And every day we wait is day that we're paying overtime, day that they can't go back to their regular duties at home. Um, And so to have somebody like Tracy that can really um, ratchet up the, uh, the medical care and the timeliness of the medical care is important. It's important on so many fronts. And, and it just makes a big difference. So I think there would be, um, there'd be a lot of hate and discontent within our, within our walls if we got rid of Tracy. That's, there's no doubt about it.
0: Okay. Yeah, it sounds like it. Hey, I want to be mindful of your time. I want to thank you so much for, for coming on the show. And I'm going to include some links in our show notes for agencies that are interested in joining. I know, uh, Tracy, you, you've got a couple other agencies that you're dealing with. I do yeah so great resources there uh i think you're both right i think chief you 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 described tracy and, and her value to the agency and she's an award winner and tracy you're bringing value to the agency and i hope uh we see more and more uh projects and programs like yours thank you appreciate it jim hey thanks again and um To our listeners, let me know what you think and check out the links below. There's a slideshow that uh, Chief Blevins and uh, Tracy presented at IACP. Get a general idea of the outline and uh, do some follow-up check-ins with them as well. Hey, thanks for listening and I hope you're safe and I hope to talk to you again real soon. Take good care. I'm Jim Dudley.